the Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. continuing in the series about heaven. And as I start this morning, I want to tell you a story about a couple who happened to pass away at the same time. And so they're elderly couple. They arrive at the pearly gates at the same time and they're standing there just like, wow, check this out. This is amazing, right? And so, you know, the, the wife is just like, this is amazing, the best thing I ever had. And the husband's kind of like, Hmm, kind of skeptical, right? He's kind of, he's, he's getting it, right? And he's, but he's seeing the magnificence of it. And he's kind of upset. And uh, so Peter, of course, because I don't, why does Peter meet people at the gate? I don't know where that comes from, but he does. So Peter shows up and he says, hey, welcome to heaven. Come on in, right? And so they're walking and you can see the husband's just kind of not into it, right? And so the wife is just excited and he says, and Peter can sense it. He's like, let me just show you around. So he takes him down one street. He says, let me show you your mansion. And he takes me, he goes, this is your mansion. Check out your mansion. And the wife's like, what? It's amazing, right? It's this incredible house and it's self-cleaning because, you know, nothing has to be cleaned in heaven, right? So it gets dirty and it's like Mary Poppins. What all does all this? Well, so she's like, this is the best house ever. And he, and the husband, what's it cost? Peter's like, no, dude, you don't get it. You're in heaven now. This is free. It's all yours. It's free. He's like, um, and he's like, I don't know, you know. He says, come on, come on, come on in here. Come into the kitchen. And in the kitchen, it's like all the food is already prepared. There's like meat, there's like chicken and, and fish and beef and tofu for those who, and, uh, and there's all this food. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. And, and they're like, but what about the dishes, right? Husband's like, what about the dishes? Hi. No, no, no. Those self-cleaning, it all just, it just disappears. So he's like, hmm. You, you could tell he's just kind of irritated with it all, right? You can sense his frustration. So Peter's like, oh, you, know, you know, here, let's go out the backyard. Let me show you the backyard. Magnificent, just amazing mountains. But before the mountains, right, there, there is just this incredible, amazing golf course. Like the whole course is like a total greens, right? And, and the husband's now, you could say the husband's just completely annoyed, right? He's like, what are the greens fees? Right? No, 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 you don't understand. You're in heaven now. It's all free. And that's when, it, like, you can see he's about to throw, like, a full tirade, right? And he looks at his wife and he says, <laughs> If it wasn't for your brand muffins, we could have been here 10 years ago. Okay. Brumcha. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the truth about heaven is this. It is an incredible place of unbelievable, listen to me, beauty and delight. I make joke about a golf course or a self-cleaning house, but it's, it's way beyond that, and it's where we're going to spend eternity. Open your app this morning. If you have the app, open up your phones, get your phones, get the app open. If you don't have the app, go to the app store, go to Google Play, get the app, because there's all kinds of stuff on there, and there's a bunch of treats on there today for you, because I'm going I'm to point to some treats there uh, in our notes section. But uh, today we're going to be looking at the gift of heaven, and keep this in mind, this gift is not where we are, but who we're with. 
So that's, we, gotta, we have to get that down because most of us get lost and like, oh, it's going to be heaven, it's going to be awesome, right? The verses we're going to be looking at this morning are part of an apocalyptic vision or a prophecy from a guy named John. So turn to your maps and then go left, right? We're going to go into the book of Revelation all the way in the back. This is like the easiest book in the Bible to find. Genesis is the easy one and Revelation is the other. You just go to the beginning, go to the end. Revelation chapter 21, check this out. I'm going to be reading out of here. Revelation chapter 21. And we're going to read about, again, this apocalypse, right, from, from John. Now, keep this in mind. The Greek word, apocalypse, it, it means the revealing or the unveiling of divine mysteries, okay? And today, I think apocalypse just kind of, it's associated with, like, Hollywood zombies and, you know, the end of the world and, you know, plagues and all that other stuff. But John's apocalypse, this book of Revelation, has these detailed specifics of the catastrophic end of the world, but... I want you to hear this. It's also got the unveiling of a new world. And that's where we've been focused on the last several weeks talking about this new world. And the purpose of this letter is to strengthen the faith of seven churches. If you flip a little bit further to the left to Revelation chapter 1 and 2 and 3, you'll read about these seven churches. Hey, you church over there, here's what, here's what you need to be working on. Hey, you church over there, keep this in mind. Hey, you church, listen. And so he, he addresses these seven churches, right? And he's trying to tell them this. He says, listen, I know you feel like a whole bunch of stuff is stacked up against you. I, feel, I know you think that the world is totally against you and everything's going wrong, but I want you to know something. I need you to be encouraged. Your deliverance is close at hand. It's coming. Just know that. And that's what this book is about. This revealing, this unveiling of divine mysteries isn't just for those seven churches. It's for us today. So watch this. Revelation chapter 21, starting in verse 1. I'm going to read right through verse 7. Everybody ready? Watch this. I see this new heaven and this new earth, because the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was gone. And I see the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And heard this loud shout from the throne saying, and the throne, Jesus is on the throne, folks. Loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He's going to live with them, and they're going to be his people. And God himself is going to be with them. And he's going to wipe every tear from their eye, and there's not going to be any more death, and there's not going to be any more sorrow, and there's not going to be any more crying, not going to be any more pain. All those things done. We're done with those. Those are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne, here he comes, Jesus, John, John, listen to me. Look, I'm making everything new. And he says to John, hey, bro, write this down, because what I'm telling you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. See, alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. Essentially, he's going, bro, I am the A to Z. I am it, right? I'm the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I'm going to give freely from the springs of the water of life. And everybody who's victorious is going to inherit these blessings. And I'm going to be their God and they're going to be my children. And I go, oh, okay, bring it, bring it. This is, this is something I'm looking forward to. 
Now keep in mind, along again with this assurance that, hey, I know you've, you're having a hard time in this life, but God's deliverance is close at hand. But, but keep this in mind. I want you to know this. The main encouragement in this book is all about heaven. So a lot of this series, we're going to find ourselves digging into this. And I want you to know this, if you're taking notes, in every detail of heaven, here's what you're going to find. You're going to find perfection. In all of its descriptions, everywhere we look, you're going to find perfection. You can fill that in. That's your first year notes. Listen to this. This perfection comes out in crazy ways. Comes out in numbers. Perfect numbers. It is perfectly square. I know, again, it's part of this like, this new, this new like, wait, the, the world is square? Yeah, it's perfectly square. In every way, you're like, okay, I can't comprehend that. Exactly. He says, this is totally different. There is nothing on earth that compares with heaven. See, because back here, we're, we're here on the planet, and I'll tell you what, nothing here is any good. It's all, do you, do you notice this? It's all decaying. Everything, everything is just kind of falling apart. No matter, and you look around, and, and here's the big one. No matter what you're looking at, nothing has, listen to this word, nothing has rest. Everything is in a constant move. And watch this. It, we're not evolving, folks. Take a look around. We are devolving. Things are falling apart. We aren't getting better. We're getting worse. But that's the nature of the planet. And he says, in this book, he says, oh, something's coming that's totally new. It'll blow your minds. It is crazy stuff. We can try, and we do try, to fill this life in all kinds of ways with all kinds of stuff. We do it all the time. And no matter what self-prescribed medication we try, we still won't find the fullness of what John is describing here in heaven, what the Bible describes in heaven. There is a peace that goes beyond your understanding. It's like, I should be freaking out right now, but I'm at peace. Why is that? See, that's, that's a glimpse of heaven. And it was Paul who put it this way in 1 Corinthians. He says, you know what? If our hope in Christ is only for this life, you know what? We should be pitied more than anybody else in the world. You got to be kidding me, right? If all we get out of faith is a little bit of inspiration for Monday through Sunday, like here, now you can go to work another week. Really? Is that it? We are a sorry bunch. If that's all this is about, but faith is so much far beyond that. And you take a quick look around in the Old Testament, you can see it's not just in the New Testament we're trying to get encouraged. In the Old Testament, it's amazing. You look around, even the prophets are dissatisfied with their connection to the planet. You watch Elijah, he's like, man, I just need to die. Right, that's what he says, Jonah, I just wanna die. Here, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, this huge prophet, he's known as the mourning prophet, the weeping prophet. He's like, life's terrible. He had the spirit of Eeyore, right? If it is a good day, right? He just walks around, it's like, here's what, Jeremiah said this, man, cursed is the day I was born. I mean, this guy is a, a wet blanket waiting to happen, right? And, but listen, I want you to know, it's not just that. You could check out Solomon. Solomon's this guy who is completely loaded. He's got so much wealth. And you know what he says? It's all vanity. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, there's no fulfillment here. At one point he goes, life is like, <sighs> and then it's over and you die. I'm like, the guy's got everything you could possibly want. Nah, no, no fulfillment. And I will tell you, and you can fill this in, there is joy in serving and following the Lord here on earth. But I got to tell you something, the earth 
is still cursed. And as good as it is, and I'll tell you what, as amazing as the land is that we live in, in America, as amazing as this land is, it's still cursed. It's still triple digits this afternoon. Listen, that is a curse, folks. Okay, listen, and, 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 and he's saying, hey, listen, this, it's, it's good that you're serving the Lord, but this place, ugh, it ain't heaven. And heaven can't be something that we can build on earth. It's not something we build on earth. It's something that, it's, it's the work of God. Jesus is busy right now accomplishing all of that. In fact, it was a couple of weeks ago that I shared with us something that he said to his first followers, and he says it to us too, right? He said this in John chapter 14. He says, hey, don't let your hearts be troubled. And he says, I need you to get a double trust. Trust in God and trust also in me. Here's why. Because I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And if it wasn't so, I wouldn't be telling you this. In fact, when it's all ready, when it's all said and done, I'm going to come after you. I'm going to come get you. Nothing's going to stop me from coming to get you. And I'm going to take you back with me so you can always be with me where I am. I'm like, oh, see, that's the encouragement Jesus is giving us. He's bringing comfort to us, watch this, while he's working for us. He's like, hey, keep, hold on, I'm almost done, I'm building it. Hey, you're good, I'm coming for you, don't worry, I'm getting it all finished. Hey, it's all, while he's working on this place called heaven, he said, hey, hold on, you can make it. I know today is hard. I know you've been, ha- you, you've been handed challenges you don't think you can handle. But trust in God, trust also in me. I'm going I'm to get you through this. How many of us want to go to heaven? <laughs> Some people are like, uh, how soon are we making this trip, right? <laughs> like, I don't know if, I, like, I don't know how, I, am I supposed to raise my hand right now? Because like, are you talking like right now, right? Right, but here's the problem. We're kind of hesitant about heaven because it's really not known. Like, so heaven, like wh- what is it really about, right? Because the unknown is kind of scary to us. But honestly, heaven really isn't completely unknown. We are given glimpses of heaven in the Bible. And my problem is that even these details fall short. It's like, I, I get it. That, I mean, that's really amazing. A few weeks back, I don't know if you guys remember, I was talking about the gold in heaven, right? I've heard 12 carat, 14 carat, 24 carat. I've seen yellow gold, white gold, Black Hills gold, right? I've seen all kinds of gold. But have you ever seen clear gold? I'm like, clear, clear gold? That's the way he described it. The gold is so pure, it's clear. It's translucent. You can look right through it. It's like, wait, what? See, that's the new I'm talking about. That's the new John was talking about. He goes, it's going to blow your mind how crazy this new place is. The streets are made of clear gold. I don't even know where to file the picture. And yet... I want you to hear what Paul told us. He said this. The scriptures talk about this. He says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has even begun to imagine the stuff that God has prepared for those who love him. Well, I got some pretty good imagination here. So if you're saying it goes beyond my imagination, I got really good imagination, right? First time I went to Yosemite, they told me, oh man, wait till you see Half Dome. It's like this big rock. It's like a bigger rock than you can imagine. I'm like, I can imagine pretty big. Right? No, 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 no. Yosemite is like this big rock. I'm like, 
I, I can get big. No, he said, make it bigger. I'm like, I, I can think of a huge rock. He said, make it huger. I'm like, it's got to be a big, big rock. I pulled in the valley floor. I said, wow, that's a big rock. If you've not been to Yosemite, oh, you will see a huger rock. It's huger. It's huger than you can imagine. It's, it's, it's like mind-blowing, right? And all the theologians of the past, all the Bible experts that are currently looking at the Bible, and I'm telling you, all the ones that are going to come, none of them are even capturing. They don't even have a clue about the fullness and the newness of eternity. It's just talking a little bit here and there. In fact, heaven is so good. Fill this in, would you please? It's so far beyond what we can even begin to imagine. Heaven is over the top. And even after John got this vision of new heaven and new earth, he's just scratching the surface. He just, I only have a little bit of time to tell you this. It's fantastical. So here's what I want to do. I want to just walk through step by step if we can. I'm just going to... I'm just going to check out chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. I just want to read these with you this morning. Watch this. I want to just take a closer look at these verses. Starting in verse 1. I see this new heaven and this new earth. The old heaven, the old earth, they've disappeared. The sea is gone. Now, some believe that heaven is an earthly paradise. And in some ways that it, it really is, but you have to understand the old earth is gone. And I went over this in week two. Anybody remember when I talked about Kanos new? Anybody here on the second week I was saying, hey man, it's this kind of trippy. It's like, okay, I, I'm thinking one thing, like I go to the van store and I go, hey, I need a new pair of shoes. And he goes, oh, I can fit you with that. You, you need new 10 toe express, right? And so I, I go, yeah. And so they measure my feet, size 12. And then he puts me in a jet pack. And, and I take off, I'm like, this is the new way to get around. It's like, I'm thinking one way. And God says, I need you to think something completely different. It's this new earth, brand new creation. Verse two, check it out. I saw, oh, this is so beautiful. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. It's one of those moments. You know the moment. It's at the wedding, right? And everybody's, we're all facing this way and we're waiting for the whole thing to go. You know, we're all facing the front. And then the pastor comes out and he, he turns to the mother of the bride and right and so the mother of the bride she does this she goes whoop, she stands up and she turns around and what do we do we all stand up and we turn around and we're staring we're like trying to see through the crack in the door we're like looking down the aisle we got to get an aisle seat because you got to look down the aisle and all of a sudden the doors go everybody goes whoa 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 Wow. And she comes down that aisle. That bride comes down that aisle. That's what John says when the new Jerusalem comes down to heaven. We're going to go, wow. And we're not going to be able to take our eyes off the new Jerusalem. We're going to, that's prettier than I've ever seen. That's more than a, wow. And we're not going to have our iPhones like we do at church going, trying to get a picture of the bride, right? We're just going it's to, it's in the awe of it all. Speechless, wow. In fact, at one point in Ephesians, Paul says this, he goes, hey, you know what? You know what you guys, you, you people who are in the church, the people who are called Christians, he goes, you are like the bride to Jesus and he's like the groom. And you know what? 
You got to hear me now. You know what Jesus does when he sees me, when he sees you? Wow. Wow. He's the groom. I know sometimes I'm at a wedding, and you know what I like to do? I, I like to not look at the bride. I like to look at the groom. And sometimes I see the groom crying. And sometimes I see the groom just going, dang. <laughs> Beloved, hear me please. Jesus sees you and says, dang. <laughs> he, he's, he, he sees me as he sees me, not as I see me. I'm a freaking mess. And Jesus goes, no. Wow, wow, wow. (sighs) For the joy set before me, I endured the cross for this, for this Marty. Oh, wow. And then the Bible says he gives us a secret pet name that nobody knows but me and him. That's what the Bible says. That we get this secret name that's written on a white stone and only he knows the name. That's, that's pretty intimate. That's the way Jesus looks at me as the bride. It's kind of hard for me to get because well, I'm the groom. If he's the groom, how do I be the bride? No, it's just that, that picture of the way the groom looks at the bride. Now watch this. We're going to continue in verse 3. I heard this loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He's going to live with them, and they're going to be his people. God himself is going to be with them. Now, we can find this same statement from God throughout the Bible. It's numerous times. I'm going to be your God. You're going to be my people. Hey, you're going to be my people. I'm going to be your God. There's a day coming. Man, I, I got all kinds of little G gods that I try and serve. My car, my job, my 401K, my family, my marriage. And God goes, no, all that's going to be done away with. There's no marriage in heaven. All those little G gods, they're all irrelevant. How much I took care of my car and took care of my house. See this new dwelling place that I'm going to have? You guys know what happens to the new things you get here, right? They were new like last year, and you're like, how did that get so dirty? And as soon as you finish the remodel at the house, you know what you got to do, right? Start all over again on another part of the house, another remodel. If you give a mouse a cookie. (laughs) Woo! but not here. That's not what's happening in heaven. In Genesis, we were separated from God. And then the whole rest of the Bible is this ongoing narrative of redemption, ultimately fulfilled in Jesus. He goes, I've made a way. I made a way for you. In fact, I hope you'll come next week. I'm going to be talking about the numerous cultural ways, the religious paths to heaven. There's all kinds. I think I'm, going to, I think I'm hitting 14 of them next weekend. Next Sunday, I'm just going to talk about, we're going to talk about Baha'i, Mormonism, Buddhism, Jehovah's Witness. I'm just going to, boop, boop, boop. Here's, here's the way everybody thinks that heaven's path is. But the Bible gives one clear path. And that path is the plan of salvation that's outlined in the Bible that God says, you know, listen, it's about my presence and my sovereignty. And I went over that uh, in May. I talked about God's sovereignty. That's a big old word that just it simply means this. I'm in control. I got this. Get off the throne. That's my seat. Get up. Listen, I'm all powerful. I'm all knowing. I'm all present everywhere. Let me do what I do. 
You can't make this a better place than I can make it. Let me have control. Let me surrender to me, submit to me. And while salvation begins with Jesus, please know this, and it's another one of your blanks, the ultimate completion of salvation is when God is dwelling with us fully and in a brand new place. That's when salvation is complete. Folks, we haven't tasted, really tasted salvation yet. We know it here, but we haven't experienced it yet. We will one day at the gates when we go, yeah, is that the cleanest mansion? How much is it? No, okay. Right, so we're, we're gonna get that. Now I started this morning by saying that the most important thing about heaven is not where we are, but who we're with. And the constant question I have is, who, who wants to spend eternity with Jesus if they didn't want to spend their time on earth with Jesus? If you don't want to spend time with God here, why would you want to spend time with God there? You spent your entire life going, it's all about me, numero uno, I don't care about anybody or anything else, it's, I'm serving me. But I do want to go to heaven. Well, heaven is about spending time with God in fact, Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers is his nickname. He said, there are no crown wearers in heaven who are not cross bearers on earth. Listen, I, I keep saying this over and over again, right? Here's what Jesus, let me give you the story. I gave it a few weeks ago. Jesus said this. He goes, man, you're going to come to me on that day. You're going to say, oh, we did all these miracles in your name. We prayed in your name. We went on mission trips in your name. We gave money on your name. We went to church. I memorized Bible stories and Bible books. I taught Sunday school. And here's what Jesus says. I never knew you. I never knew you. So you could do all that stuff, but it's people who are spending time with Jesus here, they're gonna spend time with Jesus there. Fill that in. Those who spend time with Jesus here are gonna be spending time with Jesus there. Well, you know what? I ain't got time for that. I don't have time to read the Bible. What are you talking about? I ain't got time. Yeah, that's a whole, that's a lot of book, man. How am I supposed to read this whole thing? So I'm not gonna read it. Listen, we need to spend time with Jesus here. Here's another one. Our mind's attention and our heart's affection is directly connected to getting our head in the clouds. Our heads are so earthbound. I'm worried about my 401k. I'm worried about my, I'm worried about my crazy kids and my kids are worried about their crazy parents, right? It's like, right? Why do they act like that? And we're all saying that to each other. Why do they act like that? And God says, hey, hey, hey. And here's what he does for me. I, this, is the, this is the voice I imagine. Jesus is doing this. Hey, Walker, Walker. Hey, 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 hey. Right here. Keep it. Squirrel. Right? I'm gone. I, I'm like, my ADHD, right? I'm like, everything. he's like, walker, 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 walker. He's constantly trying to get my attention. He says, hey, I want you to look up here where your hope comes from. Get, hey, right here. Hey, hey. I can't tell you how many times a day he has to do that to me because I'm looking at that thing and looking at this thing and hoping this thing's going to fulfill me. And Jesus goes, no, 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 no. Hey, 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 hey. Right? Got it, got it. Then he says this, he's going to wipe away every tear from their eyes. There's not going to be any more pain, death, sorrow, crying. All these things are gone forever. They're replaced with something new. We get a new body and the new body doesn't cry. The new body doesn't feel pain. The new body doesn't feel sorrow. Now there are a lot of people, I've heard the debate over whether our body is going to be a physical body with spiritual attributes or is it a spiritual body with physical attributes. Here's my answer. I don't care. Just bring on the new body. 
Just bring it on. We get to shed this thing. We get rid of this thing. I want that. That's what I want. And so I say, yeah, bring it. Verse 5, watch, he says, the one sitting on the throne, Jesus says, look, I'm making everything new. The new city, the new bodies, watch this, I'm making everything new. And then he says to me, hey, you write this down, because what I'm telling you is trustworthy and true. Jesus has absolute authority. There was nothing before him. There's nothing after him. There's, he's always been, he will always be God Almighty. That's who Jesus is. And in verse 6, watch this. And he said, it's, the, it's finished. I'm the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. I'm the A to Z, baby. To all who are thirsty, I'm going to give freely from the springs of the water of life. The Bible describes this river that runs. Watch this. It says there's this throne in the middle. And from the throne, this river runs underneath the throne and through the city of God. And on both sides of the river are these trees that grow fruit. I mentioned this a couple weeks back. All 12 months of the year, different kinds of fruit. And the leaves are used for healing the nations. That's a powerful river. I don't know what's flowing in that stuff, but give me some of that. He says, oh, you can free, for free you get to drink of that. Not just here but there for eternity. And we know, we know that this is how God loved the world. We say it all the time, right? That he gave his one and only son. So that everyone who believes in him isn't gonna perish, but they're gonna have eternal life. See, we die, but we don't perish. And there's a difference, there's a big difference. I can't get into that today. Verse seven, watch this. He says, all who are victorious are going to inherit all these blessings. I'm going to be their God. They're going to be my kids. If you were to ask me, how, how do you know? How, how do you know that you're a Christian? How do you know that you're, you're saved? Here's what I would tell you. I was there when it happened. I was there. Something, something happened to me. Something changed. I know exactly when I went from this illegitimate orphan to a restored and rightful, adopted heir of the throne. Something happened to me. You can talk to my bride about it. I will never forget the day it happened. I understood grace for the first time in my life. I understood that I was loved for the first time. In my life, and I began to weep. I, uh, now listen, keep this in mind. I'd already been a pastor almost 10 years. And I began to weep. I'm not talking about, oh, that's like little, little tears. I'm, not, I'm talking about ugly cry, snot kind of. Uh. It, was, it was bad. My wife's like, is he having a nervous breakdown? There is something going down right here. Because for the first time in my life, I understood that I was loved. And it was, wow, 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 wow. And it was overwhelming to me. And from that point forward, I stopped caring what other people think about me because I got approval of the only one that matters. I started living as loved because I don't care whether you even like me or not. I'm already loved, and that's all that counts. And I begin to live my life free, and I begin to live large, and I just didn't care anymore. I was there when it happened. But there's another side to that coin. I went over it a couple weeks ago before Pastor Ashton was here. Check it out. It's in verse 8. I skipped it for this moment. Watch this. Hey, I've got done with all those things, right? I'm going to be their God. They're going to be my kids, right? But in verse 8, cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, all liars. 
Their faith's in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Again, we die, but we don't perish. We die, but we don't perish. And there is a difference. There's a link in the bottom of the teaching of the, in the app this morning. Go to that link. I'll have some more for you in a little bit here. But look at some of these people that are in hell. They're in hell, the fiery lake, right? The cowardly, those who don't stand up for Jesus, they go to hell. And so you know what? Peter denied Jesus, so Peter's out. Murderers are listed here. And Paul was a murderer. So you know what? He's disqualified. And then there's the immoral. And that would be talking about David, but wait, he was also a murderer, so he's doubly out. Right? And watch this. Wait, wait, but the, oh, now all the liars are going to be there. So that means everybody who's listening to me right now, we're all out. I'm like, wait a minute. We're all going to the lake? Not castaic. <laughs> you don't believe in Jesus. You don't believe in heaven. You don't believe in hell. You don't believe in the life after this life. If you don't believe, he said, unbelievers are going there. But I want you to take courage. This verse 8, listen, it's a listing of lifestyles. It's not like I lied and so I'm, no, no, I, I have repented. And I want you to know something. These lifestyles, all the lifestyles that are listed here are those who don't believe that they need salvation. They don't believe that they need forgiveness. It's my life. I can live my life the way I want to live it. And I want you to know all these people are headed in the wrong direction. Check out this picture. Took me some time to find it. Is somebody headed in the wrong direction? And I know, I hear you. Oh, but it's my grandpa. He's kind and nice. I don't care. He's going in the wrong direction. Oh, but he just got his truck cleaned. It doesn't matter. He's going in the wrong direction. Yeah, but look, he's only going 44 miles an hour. I don't care. He's going in the wrong direction. You know how hard it was for me to find this picture? I Googled, right? I just Googled. Okay, car going the wrong direction on the freeway pictures, right? I could only find two that showed this. You know what the rest were? Head-on collisions, glass all over the freeway, body bags laying on the side, destroyed vehicles. That's what happens when you go the wrong direction. There will be death. I, couldn't, I only found two pictures. The other one was, wasn't big enough resolution to put up here. But I thought, this is the one. And we all make excuses for this person. They're so nice. Doesn't matter. They're going in the wrong direction. And my heart goes out to the people who are going in the wrong direction. I don't care how new your car is. I don't care. I, I really don't care. There's only one thing in Scripture that the Bible says God's going to forgive. And you know what that is? Those who have asked for forgiveness of their sins. I'm blowing it. This, my life's a mess. I need you to fix this thing for me. And he wipes our slate clean. He says, we're going to start over again. You thirsty? I, I'm going to quench that thirst for you. You hungry? I'm going to give you something to eat. You'll never be hungry again. But you've got to stop going in the wrong direction. You've got to stop that. Let me pray. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus for anybody here who's living a lifestyle of heading in the wrong direction. They're living a lifestyle. I'm going down the street. I'm going the speed limit. I drive a nice vehicle. I have a nice car. It's clean. And my interior, I have it washed once a week. And I, I vacuum out my, it doesn't matter. The good don't go to heaven. The forgiven go to heaven. And so I'm asking in the name of Jesus, if there is anybody here this morning, I'm telling you, I'm for the one. I'm here for the one who says, 
I'm headed in the wrong direction. If good doesn't go to heaven and only forgiven do, then and I want to go there. <laughs> 